Hi there, it's Jillian, and I want to tell you about Jillian on Love Plus, your way to get even more Jillian on Love each week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Patreon. You can access exclusive bonus episodes with extras, including answers to your most burning questions, advice on all things dating and relationships, and much more. Check out the link in the episode description for more information. Hi there, this is Jillian on Love, and I am on a mission to teach people how to transform their romantic relationships by transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, you're single, or you're heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breaths, and minds. I have now coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. Today's episode is on red flags and on green flags because one of the questions that I get asked the most from people who are single and dating or just getting out of a relationship that was troubling to them is, you know, what are the red flags that I really need to pay attention to? Like, what really is the non-negotiable no matter what? And what are some examples of really good green flags? And these are important questions, right? Because the truth is that many of us, I mean, I don't think I've met anyone who, if they're honest, who hasn't been able to admit that at some point in their lives, they have overlooked very important red flags. In fact, most of the time when we get out of a relationship that was hard and difficult and perhaps even really hard or difficult and abusive, but it doesn't have to be abusive, we think, you know, oh my God, you know, there are these red flags that I totally overlooked. And we have to get better at not only identifying the red flags, but to really listen to them. And then many of us will discount someone. We'll stop seeing someone, even though they actually have some pretty significant green flags and flags that we might just overlook because, I don't know, maybe they don't look a certain way or maybe we, you know, we don't realize. I know this is, this was true for me many years ago, and this is definitely true for the people I've worked with. They don't recognize the significance of how deep that color green is and why it's relevant and why it's important for them. So I am going to outline some of the biggest red flags and some of the biggest green flags, and I think it'll really help. So it's in really no particular order, but I'm going to start with red flags. The most, what I would say is obvious red flag is if someone is violent in any way, and that includes anger management issues. Anyone who is violent with you, with their words or with their actions or with their physicality, there is no, there's no turning back. I really think that if we don't draw the line at physical violence, I don't know where the line is and people can be very violent with their words. Look, I know that sometimes we can get upset with each other and curse sometimes and, you know, and just, but that's very different than directing that at someone else. And I think that when someone displays that kind of aggression towards you or they display that aggression towards someone else, that is a huge red flag. When someone cannot manage their angry states, it's only a matter of time before that is turned against you. And it means that someone is just very emotionally unregulated. And that's a huge red flag. I don't recommend beginning in a relationship with someone like that. Now, I understand that some of you are like, what if I've been married? And this is what's happening. Look, there's no doubt that when you're in a relationship, this is more complicated and that this episode is more directed towards those of you who are not already coupled or you're just getting out of a relationship. But even if you've been in a marriage for 20 years and your partner is aggressive towards you, is violent towards you or towards other people, I don't think that's a marriage you should stay in. 
then I would just say you need to get some help and quickly and get yourselves into couples therapy, get yourself into therapy. But if there's, again, if there's real, if there's physical violence, there is no turning back from that. There's no getting better. It is all about getting out. But where it is more subtle when you start to date someone is if it's not directed towards you, but you do see them sort of have an aggressive disposition towards others. They lose control and get very angry. I think that is a huge red flag. The next thing that I will say is this might be also just sort of in the same subsection, which is that they don't treat people very well. And you might, like I said, not notice it be directed at you at first, but you see how they treat the waiter. You see how they treat the barista, their coffee place. You see how they treat the Uber driver, you know, how they treat others is a reflection of their character. And it's, you know, the more someone gets comfortable with you, the more we get comfortable with each other, that is when we start to see someone's true character. Someone's character is something that's really deeper inside of them. We can get very seduced by all the charm in the world. And we can get seduced by someone saying all the right things and us getting all the right butterflies in the beginning. But it's very, very important to go slow enough and to stay grounded enough so that you pay attention to what really matters. And what really matters is someone's character. When someone has weak character, there's no consistency between their words and their actions. There's no integrity there. They don't do what they're going to say. They don't say what they're going to do. It's like they will say all the right things, but their actions are not aligning with those right things. Weak character is also reflected in someone's values and how they live. Are they saying that they really value one thing, but they don't live their life congruently with what it is that they value? This episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire someone, you actually need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. It's pretty amazing. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I actually really love about it is that if you do own a business and you have to hire, like Indeed does make things really easy because it's all in one place. And it's just been a really fantastic resource. When I was looking to hire someone, it was in the past, it would sometimes be slow and sometimes be overwhelming. And so Indeed kind of helps you with all of that. So leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed Matching Engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash J-O-L. Just go to Indeed.com slash J-O-L right now and support our show. By saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash J-O-L, terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. I think that if we're honest with ourselves, all of us could improve on or have been in a position where we can improve on living our lives more congruently with what it is that we value. That's how we build character within ourselves. That's how we build self-esteem. And it's also how we make our lives much better. But you have to pay attention to really big incongruencies there. 
where, again, you're watching someone's behavior and it's really their words matter much less. And the thing is, is that some of us, especially women, tend to be very easily seduced by what is said to us. There's something very auditory about us. You know, someone says all the right things. They give us validation and praise. I mean, this is everyone, but I see this more in women. And it also so happens that women can often be slightly more susceptible to bad behavior or susceptible to staying in relationships in which they are not treated well. It's not just women, but there's more of that in women kind of getting themselves into these pickles with people because they were told all the right things, but we have to observe people's behavior. And, you know, it is that old saying that actions speak louder than words, and it is very true. A red flag, to just reiterate, is where you are seeing real inconsistencies between a person's words and actions and what it is that they say that they value. Another red flag is that they are very hot and cold with you. One minute they're all over you and seem really into you. The next minute they're just sort of distant and pull away or not that interested. And you're constantly questioning whether or not this person is into you. You're questioning whether or not what their intentions are. You kind of don't know where you stand with them. And look, when we very, very, very first start dating someone, there is a ton of uncertainty and that's part of, you know, it depends how you look at it. It's either incredibly destabilizing emotionally and mentally, or we can see it as kind of exciting. You know, no one owes us their heart and soul when they first meet us. We certainly don't owe that to anyone else. And so in the very beginning, there is sort of just a f- trying to figure it all out. But, you know, if you're dating someone, it's not just that it's going slow or you're not quite sure. It's that there's just an inconsistency. There's that word again. In their behavior with you. Like I said, sometimes you feel like you are just the apple of their eye. And the other times you're just like you feel like you're an afterthought. When we experience that kind of inconsistency from someone in their behavior, we end up feeling confused. And that confusion is a red flag. Now, what do you do with that particular red flag? Like, you know, any sort of aggression or violence, you just get out. You just don't see the person again. It's a wrap. But with something like hot and cold behavior, where you're confused, that, like I said, is a red flag and it requires further investigation. And the way that you further investigate it is by being very direct in your communication. And you just say very directly, hey, this is what I've noticed. I noticed that sometimes you seem really, really engaged and interested and into me and into this. And other times you seem very disengaged and distant. And I feel confused. So what is it? What is going on? And I think that their answer would have to be a really good answer. It would have to be like, oh my God, I was not aware of that. Or you know what? I've been really busy at work and I've not been a good communicator about it. I'm sorry. I am really into you. But if it's anything wishy-washy, if it's anything where they are then defensive, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. I really want to encourage all of you, regardless of your relationship status, to be more direct in your communication when it comes to these things. You're not being rude. You are not criticizing someone. You are not putting someone down. You're not calling someone's character into question just yet. You might be a little bit in your mind, but you're not telling them that. You're simply telling them what you're observing and that you don't like it and that you're asking them for clarity. And when I say you say you don't like it, it's like, it doesn't feel good. I'm confused. This isn't working for me what's going on. And so never be afraid to be really direct 
in your communication, when a red flag presents itself, that really needs further investigation. Because also, when someone is hot and cold, you feel confused. That's obviously a red flag because that does not feel good. But it's also a red flag because a lot of times when people give those kind of mixed messages, because I know I've given mixed messages in the past, it's always been, for me personally, because I actually was not that into the person. Usually that is the case. Sometimes it has something to do with their level of maturity. It has to do with some other stuff. It's kind of irrelevant. But what is relevant is that you don't want to stick around someone who is so ambivalent towards you and about you that they can't even be consistent in their behavior. Another red flag is, and this is something that you can pick up on, like just on a first date, they just don't seem very interested in you and getting to know you. Maybe you're noticing some like fake smiling or they're smiling at you while they're looking away, right? They're not making eye contact with you. They're very, very distracted. Now, some people on a first date are distracted because they're very nervous and they're all in their head. But there's a difference. It's a subtlety that you need to be able to pick up on. Sometimes when someone is nervous on a first date, maybe they're shy, you know, they're just nervous, we get that way. You'll notice if you watch them that there's a lot of tension in their body. The way they're holding their body is that they're kind of rigid and they might be even a little hard to read. And they might be sort of like looking away a little bit, but if you're confused, if like, if they're just nervous or they're just kind of being rude and not interested in you, the not interested in you, again, is like the fake smiling or smiling, but also looking at their phone or not asking you any questions or when you start to share something, because sometimes we have to just open up instead of just waiting for someone to ask us the right questions. When we open up, there should be interest in what it is that you're saying. Now, There are some people, in fact, a lot of people don't have great social skills and they don't have great social skills on dates because they're nervous and they're inexperienced. And you have to decide if that is a red flag for you. It might just be something that's not quite a red flag, but is just a turnoff. This person's not giving me anything to contend with. They're not giving me anything to engage with. There's no chemistry that can be developed from this conversation. They're not giving me anything. In which case I would say that's not necessarily a red flag that you have to be concerned about, but it is something, you know, that we all have to kind of be aware of is that, you know, chemistry is not just built because of how we look or how we even smell. It's how we're able to engage with someone. You want to pay attention to that. Now, let's say you have been dating someone and, you know, they they have great engagement with you and they're very charming and you have a great connection, you know, and then a month down the line or two months down the line or even a couple of weeks down the line, you noticed a very sort of acute shift in their behavior. They do something out of character They say or they do something that feels like, whoa, this doesn't seem like the person I was falling for. Pay attention to that. Pay attention. Because here's the thing. We wear masks. And we wear masks a lot of times on dates because we have, maybe we're covering up some sort of insecurity. We don't really feel comfortable. And we're also just, we're wearing masks like we're trying to impress the other person and we're trying to get them to be interested in us. That doesn't necessarily reveal that the person is toxic, but it does reveal that someone might not be secure enough yet to really expose who they are. 
And so that's why it takes time. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the last two years, I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel nourished and strong. That's because every serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It is a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I know that with AG1, I'm giving my body high quality nutrition because every batch of AG1 goes through a very rigorous testing process so you know it is safe. And the ingredients are sourced with absorption potency and nutrient density. That's very important. I also know that with AG1, I'm getting essential brain, gut, and immune health support with vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients from Whole Foods. I like to think of it as sort of like a nutritional insurance. I know I'm covering my nutritional bases right from the start of the day, and that's very important to me. I noticed I needed more nutrient support when I just was feeling sort of tired and a little bit sluggish. With AG1, it covers my bases with high-quality ingredients. It has adaptogens, antioxidants, whole food source, and nutrients. I know if I drink it daily, I am getting that extra boost and I am feeling it 100%. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash jillianonlove. That's drinkag1.com slash jillianonlove. Check it out. You know, the people who really are toxic and really are manipulative, they're going to wear like a really nice rose-colored mask. But the mask always falls off. We have to be the ones who are both aware of when the mask falls off and then strong enough and brave enough to say, the mask is off and I don't like what I see. And even though there's a part of me that's, you know, very entranced by this person and I'm connected with them, what I am seeing is not right. And that's when you have to walk away again. I always want to encourage when something seems off that you very directly communicate and then you see what happens as a result of that communication. And then if there is lasting change behavior, then okay, you know, because no one's perfect. But if it happens again and you get that feeling inside your body again that something is not right, you got to pay attention to that. You know, a lot of times people will say to me, you know, I'm hypervigilant, you know, and I'm always looking for something wrong because I had this happen to me and that happened to me. And my ex-partner was a narcissist and I was in this marriage, you know, all those things, that hypervigilance, all those things are born out of not listening to your gut. And so a little hypervigilance is not a bad idea if you have a track record of not listening to your gut. But if you are really, you know, unsure, that's why I'm doing this episode is to give you some more clarity around, you know, what is your anxiety versus what is real. And sometimes we will just have that question inside of us where we are kind of, as we're getting to know someone more, we're like, I don't feel like I'm really understanding this person. I don't really feel like I know this person. I'm spending all this time with them, but I feel like they're hiding something from me. You got to listen to that. You know, oftentimes when we get into a bad relationship, when we look back, we can see the flags that we ignored. So you must pay attention to any sudden or bizarre changes in behavior. When we get a sense that someone is lying about who they are, when we get a sense that they're inauthentic, that they're saying all these things, but it's like, it doesn't seem really real. You know, like 
The reason why vulnerability is so attractive is because we get the sense that the person who's being vulnerable with us is being authentic with us. Like there is a innate authenticity that lives inside vulnerability because it's the willingness to just reveal ourselves rather than trying to appear perfect, rather than to appear better than who we are. You know, it's just like, no, this is who I am. This is me. This is what I struggle with. This is just me. And that is, which I will get to in a minute, that's the green flag is the authenticity. And the red flag is, seems like this person is always trying to cover themselves up. Whether they're trying to cover up real toxicity or they just are not, they haven't found themselves enough yet to be able to open up emotionally to you. That is a part of emotional unavailability. You know, part of it is just, I'm not available to you because I don't feel that invested in you or I'm going through something in my life. Or it could just be, you know, this mask that I wear, like I'm not ready to show you who I am. And we can't build a relationship. You know, some people, it takes a little time to really get to know them. You know, they're a little closed off at first, you know, maybe they've been hurt or maybe they're shy. That's part of their nature. They're not like, here I am, take it or leave it. You know, that's part of a personality thing. And there's a fine line, but there is a distinction between that and someone who just seems like they're hiding something, that they're not being real with you, that there's a fakeness to them, or there's some bullshit to some of the things that they're telling you. Another red flag is they talk badly about their quote unquote crazy ex. So if someone, and you know, this is a hard thing to hear, but it's an important thing to hear. You know, if someone says all their exes are this way or that way, what does that say about them? You know, it says that they're not willing to take any accountability for the choices that they make. It says that they're not willing to take any accountability for what happened in the relationship. It says that they're not willing to take any accountability for the fact that their type is crazy. <laughs> so that is really a red flag. The green flag, which I'll get to, is that, you know, when they talk about their past relationships, you get the sense that they have taken the time to process and to really think about their role in it, to think about sort of like their patterns in it, that they process their pain, that they took time to think about it. And they're not there sitting there bad-mouthing their ex because that also indicates that they're just not ready. Red flag, another red flag. You don't like the people who they surround themselves with. This is important. We are who we spend the most time with. And so if you don't like the people they surround themselves with, that's a problem. Because if you're going to be in a relationship with them, you're going to likely spend time with these people. If you really don't like them, if you don't think they're good people and you're meeting someone and you're meeting their friends for the first time and you don't think they're good people, that says something about them. It really does. It says something about their values. It says something about the way that they choose friendships. It's a red flag. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, fall in love with all their friends and be totally connected with every single one of their friends. No, you don't. And likely... What is more common is that you will feel more connected with some of them and not as quite as connected as others. But that's different than really not liking them and seeing them as good people. This episode is brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. Whether you like fresh-faced, full-glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics viral tubing mascara. You know, the one in the turquoise tube all over social media. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They are made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademark formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy, seriously, to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I just know that I really, really, really love the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlighter stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. Can't go wrong with that. Apply to the inner corner of your eyes to look rested and effortless. 
You can also use it as an eyeshadow for a perfect daytime glow or use the metallic shades for more of like a smoky eye. And it has a foolproof formula that makes it easy to apply and blend any of the 16 shades. I just totally love it. And by the way, right now you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Jillian. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Jillian for 20% off your first order. Red flag. You don't feel like you can be yourself around them. And what I mean by being yourself is I'm not talking about like you can just be on bad behavior. You don't feel comfortable to really be yourself. You feel like in order to be accepted by them, you have to pretend to be someone who you're not. Maybe it's because, you know, they get critical of you often or they put you down in sort of sly ways or they call into question a lot of the things that you do that are really important to you. You need to feel like you can safely express an opinion with them, like you can be yourself with them. And if you can't safely express an opinion with them, if you don't feel emotionally safe with them, if you don't feel like you can be yourself with them, if something just feels off and you're questioning who they are or their character, these are all the red flags to pay attention to. If they treat people poorly, if they're aggressive and can't control their anger, red flag. If they're rude to people, red flag. Because it's only a matter of time before it's turned to you. If they're not paying attention to you, you know, when you're telling them a story, if they don't listen, again, if they're like smiling at you, but their eyes are all over the place. And I'm not talking about neurodivergence and I'm not talking about someone who's being nervous. I'm talking about someone who's fake smiling at you, but really is not at all like present with you or engaged or interested in being on that day with you. And then a really sneaky red flag is this. If you feel like you mostly like them, but there's always an if only they talked less, if only they had more money, if only they looked a little bit different, if only they were shorter, if only they were taller, if only they didn't struggle with anxiety, if only they didn't have their, that father, if only they didn't have that mother, if only they just weren't messy. You see, there really can't be an if only. Now, there's no one perfect, but accepting imperfection is different than, you know what, if only they weren't addicted to alcohol, if only they made more money. Like these are things that are likely not going to change and they're a big deal to you. That's a problem because you really have to fully accept someone for where they are in their life now. And you might have very good reason to not accept where they are. But if you don't, then you shouldn't be in a relationship with them. I feel really connected to them, but if only they didn't have narcissistic tendencies. If you are even questioning if someone you're dating is a narcissist, that's a huge red flag. The only person you should commit to is someone whose character you do not question. They might be, like I said, you know, they won't be perfect. None of us. They might struggle a little bit with anxiety. They might be a little messy. They might sometimes be a little loud when you would rather them be quiet. You know, sometimes maybe they're five minutes late when you prefer to be five minutes early, whatever it is. But that's different than questioning their character and questioning whether or not they can function in the world. If you're questioning these things, it's a huge red flag. There is actually nothing worse than questioning someone's 
narcissism. I mean, we all have narcissistic tendencies, but that's, you know, when you're like thinking, I'm not sure if they're a narcissist, you're basically saying, I'm not sure if this person is awful and toxic, but maybe I'll stick around to see. It makes no sense. And then the onus, unfortunately, is on you to get out of that. Because if you ignore that, and then this person is a narcissist, and then you get more and more involved with this person, it's going to be harder to get out. So pay attention. Green flags. Some of these might seem obvious. They really are not that obvious to a lot of people. They're not taken under very strong consideration. You feel good about yourself when you are around them. Period. End of story. You feel good when you're around them. You feel good about yourself when you are around them. Now, obviously, life is long. You commit to someone for many years. There might be times where you don't feel good when you're around them because you're fighting. Look, relationships are complicated. But you're starting to see someone. You better feel really good when you're around them. You're thinking about committing to them. You better feel really good when you're around them. You feel safe to express an opinion. Your opinion matters. It's listened to. It's not, they don't put you down. They don't try to have power over you. They're not in any way dismissive. You can safely express yourself. They're open with you. And look, I think that this is something, this is really important. I understand relational trauma. I really do. I could write a textbook on it. And I understand what it is because of that to be guarded. And like I said in the first section on red flags, a certain amount of self-protection and being guarded is actually pretty important. But it's more about being alert. It's not either or. We have to hold these two paradoxical, complex realities at the same time, which is, yes, I have to be alert, you know, and really take the time to know someone's character. And maybe I do have to protect my heart. But at the same time, if I don't open and let anyone in, you know, I'm emotionally unavailable. And that's going to be very difficult for me because people aren't going to really be turned on by that. They're not going to want to get to know more if I'm not open with them. They're going to think this person is closed and there's going to be very little engagement and there's going to be nothing for them to contend with. And it only hurts you. It only hurts us at the end of the day. And so vulnerability, you take your time doing that. You don't divulge everything at first, but you can talk about the things that you love to do. You can talk about your interests. You can talk about your passions. You can share a dream or two. That's all part of vulnerability. It's showing someone who you really are on the inside. Another green flag is they want to know more about you. They're not just interested in talking about themselves. They're not just interested in showering you with a bunch of gifts. And look, I think praise is great and compliments are great, but those compliments, when they're not backed up with a genuine interest in getting to know us, and that is evidenced by their body language, that's evidenced by them making eye contact. You know, I understand with neurodivergence, it's sometimes hard to make eye contact, but there's still body language there that I'm, that they're interested. They ask questions. There's a curiosity about you. That's a really big green flag. And it's time to stop dating people who show you all the signs of not being interested, but because, you know, they're hot or like there was like a moment of sexual chemistry you keep seeing them. It's time to stop that. And it's time to start giving people a chance who really, really seem interested in you. Now, I'm not suggesting that you date someone just because they're interested in you. I'm merely suggesting that it is a green flag and something, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're for you. It's just, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. I know that if I am too hot when I sleep, I do not sleep. I 
absolutely cannot stand being warm when I sleep. Miracle Made is inspired by NASA and it uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It's really amazing. And by the way, did you know that traditional bed seats can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It's really gross. It can lead to acne, allergies, stuffy noses. Again, it's just it's so gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. And they're so comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by some five-star hotels. So stop sleeping on bacteria. (laughs) Stop sleeping and feeling too hot or too cold. Sleep clean and well with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash Jillian to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, Jillian, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Jillian and use the code Jillian to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Jillian to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Another green flag is, and this comes a little later on when you're actually more like in a relationship with them or start build, starting to kind of cultivate that, is they call you out when you're not behaving well. They have a strong enough sense of self that they're not going to tolerate your BS. <laughs> I think there's a very important distinction to me. I really believe that when we're in a relationship with someone, one of the biggest green flags is we have each other's backs. So many times have I sat in a room or over Zoom or over phone call in couples that were, they were suffering inside their relationship. And that reason is because they don't feel supported by that person. They don't feel like they have each other's backs. And then it's like, you know, life is hard and it's going to throw a lot of obstacles our way. And a couple is only as strong as their ability to stand as a united front, as allies, and take on the world, right? And take on those obstacles. But that doesn't mean that if you think someone is off their path, and they think you're off your path, or they think that, you know, like, maybe you had a lower character moment, and they take you aside, and they're just like, that didn't feel good. That wasn't cool with me. They had boundaries with you. That's a green flag. Because, you know, sometimes we will test people and think, how far can I go? How much can I push their buttons? And will they be strong enough? Or are they just going to please me? Like we do that unconscious manipulative shit. And it's important. A green flag is someone who's going to say, no, that's not okay with me. Or no, I don't think this is the right path. And they have a conversation with you about it. They're not mean about it. They have conviction behind it. And I think that's very good. A green flag is, like I said earlier, they engage in conversation with you. You know, anyone who's not engaging is either just not interested in you or the social skills enough to be able to give you anything to kind of build some chemistry with. Another green flag is you feel inspired by them. You know, it's like, it's the foil to, I wonder if I'm dating a narcissist. Like that's very bad. That's really bad. If you're questioning someone's character, if on the other hand, you like, there's a certain admiration there. Like you think they're such a great person. And that kind of inspires you to be a better person. That's a wonderful thing. They're not a perfect person, but they're a good person. And maybe they're good in ways that you need to be better at, you know? And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And it's certainly thing something that I think is not taken seriously enough, and it needs to be. Another green flag is you can communicate with them. Look, I mean... Most relationship problems, at the end of the day, when you peel away the onion and you get to the root of it, is 
are communication problems. And so you want to going into a relationship to have as good of communication as you possibly can, even if that means going to see a, a couple's counselor just preemptively just to strengthen your communication because the reality is conflict style is really important. Like you got to have a similar conflict style. And a lot of people will get into relationships not paying attention to this. And then it ends up being a catastrophe. And some people do work it out. They're like, wow, you know, and there's an opportunity to learn and grow and they go to therapy and they work towards it. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. But I can't deny you the reality that it's a great green flag that shouldn't be overlooked if you both deal with conflict similarly Like, don't take that for granted. It's really fantastic. Another green flag is you feel a deeper connection with someone that extends beyond sexual chemistry. Because sexual chemistry, if you want to have sex with someone, is critical. You got to have it. But if you're wanting long-term partnership, you got to have more than sexual chemistry because if you don't, then that's usually when people get themselves into difficult relationships, toxic relationships, unhealthy relationships, and abusive relationships. A green flag is when you feel like an emotional connection. They're open with you. You're open with them. You feel as though you can really see who this person is and they can see who you are and you're connecting through that. You're staying emotionally connected. And then course, a green flag is they have strong character. Their words and their actions, they're congruent. They apologize when they are not congruent. You know, they take accountability. They're responsible for their behavior. They have a certain level of self-awareness. And when they do lack a certain self-awareness and they're not being very mindful, when you point it out, they are really responsive to that. And what I will say is that as I am speaking these green flags, like, please reflect on how you can actually be this. Because at the end of the day, all those flags, those green flags that we're looking for in someone else, we have to be able to cultivate within ourselves. Because it really does begin with us. And it's not just about them. Strong character is trustworthiness. It's accountability, it's self-awareness, it's being able to apologize, seeing that someone is treating others. They're not treating others differently when no one is watching. They're not treating you differently when no one is watching. In many ways, who they are is like, what you get is who they are. What you see is what you get. And it doesn't mean that there's not depth to them. It just means that they're not lying about who they are. They're not just trying to put up a front just to get you. And then another green flag is they have strong friendships. Their friendship circle can be very small, but they do surround themselves with good people, with good community. Whoever those people are, they're good because we are who we hang out with. And you don't have to, like I said, connect with every single one deeply, but you have to get the sense that they're good people. And that's a really big green flag that is not taken under consideration nearly enough. And it needs to be. Anyway, that's it. I am sure that I will think of some other red flags and some other green flags. And if I do, I will add them in another episode. But these are ones that I really wanted to bring to light because they're important. They're easily overlooked. They're often overlooked. And because so many of you have been asking me this question over and over again for years, I knew that it was time to just break it down and to break down what it means to have strong strong character because this is important. Always prioritize character over charm. Charm is great. And I think charm is something worth developing. But if it's not backed up with character, then it's a red flag. So if this is something that you think someone in your life could benefit from, please share this episode because you never know whose life you could be significantly changing by hitting the share button 
It's also what keeps this podcast alive. It really helps me. You want to leave a five-star review? That would be really helpful. I am always curating these episodes for you. I am always taking in requests and content requests, and I pay very special attention to what it is that you all need and try to cover all the bases as much as I can. So please do not hesitate to reach out to me at hello at jillianonlove.com. Let me know if this episode landed for you, any questions you have. And yeah, I thank you for being here. And until next time, thanks for listening. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Shin Yinhu. Editing and music by Will Tendy. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.